What's up, you fuckers? Oh my gosh. <gasps> what? That's right. Fuckers. Oh my gosh, he say it again. Yeah, some say I have a devil-may-care attitude. Which I assume comes from devil may care cause I don't and I'm give less fucks than the dang devil themselves. Themselves. Do you pluralize that when it's a one guy? Themselves. <laughs> in an attempt to not gender the devil. <laughs> I gendered the devil. I wish guy was non-gendered. Cause I love saying just like, just a guy. You know? Uh... Um, the devil is a lady, <laughs> a beautiful lady. <laughs> I was reading, there's this one play that I saw when I was in high school. I was about to say I was reading it, but <laughs> a fucking fat chance. Um, but my friends were in it and I was making help doing the music for it and there's this one it's like a, it was about Joan of Arc and there's this one uh, fucking <laughs> like priest guy that is like you think the devil is ugly like and let you know he's the devil the devil is a beautiful naked lady <laughs> and he goes on this speech about like temptation and shit but it's just so funny to me <laughs> That this like old creepy priest was like, oh, that's the devil's <laughs> a freaking ten. <laughs> oh my gosh, y'all! I'm back. You miss me? Yeah, kind of picked up and left, didn't I? Kind of a rebel. I kind of do what I want. After months of currying your favor. And profusely apologizing. Years, in fact. That's maybe all this show ever was. Was me saying, so sorry, I haven't put a new episode up. I, do you still love me? Yeah. I'm pr pretty much smoking big cigarette. A big cigarette. Not a cigar. Big cigarette. That's right. Because I don't freaking care. Baby. I did take a spontaneous month off. Um, we'll see as this, as this project goes along, you know. Um, I've been crushing. I've been crushing making salads, and I want to tell you about the salads I've been making in just a moment because it comes up on this app, which is a great episode, by the way, with my friend Julian. I don't know if I'm allowed to say his last name. I just, I guess I won't because it's not part of his artist project. Um, so, Julian, hey, bud, you're Julian. Um, yeah. I have been busy, y'all. My record's slowly coming out. I've been, uh, I put a single out called Anxious in the Alley. Go check that shit out. It everywhere. There's a fun video for it as well on the internet. You could find it. You're smart. And I got another single coming out in a few short weeks here called The Black Hole Song. That's not the name of it. The name of it is Black Hole Song. Parentheses. I miss you. End parentheses. There's no the in there. Anyways, been been busy with that. Let the let the pod game slip, you know. And it, it, my life is a gift. The things I get to do are very much the quests of choice, and that is a huge, huge gift. I'm working on. Few different things right now, and I have felt the space in my mind get eaten up and become full. And when my mind is full, 
to the brim. I, I usually like a little little headroom in there, you know, a little headspace. Think about stuff, you know. Have some like some visions for whatever project I'm working on, or you know, creative. Usually, it's nice. I like. Let's say I was when I was working on this album that I was making. Like that was occupying a lot of my thoughts, and I think a lot of making it was done in the subconscious, for real. Um, and it's I feel I feel like I trust that it will happen more if there's that kind of space underneath the surface for things to churn and untangle themselves. And I don't feel that right now. Um, I'm helping out with some other people's projects and basically just like got a few things going on and I'm trying to be like, huh, how do I get that space? And like, what's the, what's the limit of things I can work on where I still have, cause I can't have that kind of space for all of them. So what, what thing do I want the, the space for? And then how do I make more of it? And it's probably like walks. It's probably taking walks exercise uh, just things that center my mind and also trying to make intentional time to do like okay overview bird's eye view what the hell's going on and then like write it down and then it's like not in my head and then I can focus on the task at hand my therapist was talking to me about I was talking to this to, about this to my therapist my therapist said to me dog is pack animal I mean, yes, but I've just heard over. I was talking to my therapist, and therapists say to me, dog is den animal. What? Yeah, they love their little room. So when you leave dog alone in a crate or a small room, yeah, bark for a second. But then, hey, I can see all this shit I have to guard. I feel responsible for this room. I dog. Oh, and I can see everything. Now I'm chilling. Night, night. Go to bed. I got this shit on lock. But what's this? What the heck? You leave me in the whole house? Oh, what? I gotta go in the bedroom. What's going on in there? Oh, shit. I forgot about the kitchen. What's going on in there? Okay, the kitchen seems all right. Wait, what room was I just in? I don't know. I'm a fucking dumbass dog. <laughs> I'm so stressed out now. I can't remember what's in the room I was in, and I feel responsible for all the rooms. But by the time I get to the next room, I can't freaking remember what was in the last room. Dog get anxious. Dog can't keep in dog mind. All, all the state of all the rooms. This... My therapist says, similar to us. You know, if we don't have a sense of what's going on, i.e. a to-do list or some sort of state of the union of our lives and minds, and it's hard to really be present in any one aspect of your life. So I'm trying to Make dedicated time for that so that I'm not kind of constantly walking around going, like, am I fucking missing something? Like, what's what's in the kitchen? Yeah, y'all, what's in the kitchen for you, you know? I don't even have, like, kids or a significant other, so that is, like, a lot less stuff for me to worry about. <clears throat> not to brag. Yeah, I don't have any kids. Kind of a freaking badass. Smoking a big old cigarette. Yeah, that's right. Long intro today. <laughs> it's been a while. Salad! Motherfucking shredded kale. You know it. You know I got fucking bean sprouts in there. Mung bean to be specific. You know I got sweet potato coins fucking roasted. You know I got mushrooms freaking pan seared. You know I got freaking Brussels sprouts also roasted. You know I got carrot chips in there. Crinkle cut. Crinkle cut carrot chips. I like the shred. They were out of the shred at the store. I'm looking at a salad, y'all. Um, 
Oh, by the way, you think the sweet potato coins has one kind of sweet potato? You're wrong. I got one in there. Kind of, I, I would say regular. Then you got Japanese sweet potato. Some kind of it is called Hannah. And, and who know who Hannah is? And then like there are these little purple ones. That may be the Hannah one. I don't know, but there's all kinds, and they're so colorful and fun. And I love them. And I would never prepare sweet potatoes for any other purpose other than big salad. I got some motherfucking short grain brown rice in there. That I cooked with turmeric and a dang bay leaf. And onion powder and garlic powder. That's right. And I do it in hearty vegetable stock. Stock is for doing salt in my food. Why would I do unsalted of that? Some of these guys out there. And I got some cherry tomatoes, I think, little, little, little guys, you know. Um, then sometimes I will have the uh, baked teriyaki tofu chopped up, and then if I'm really feeling fancy, I will do a little sear on that sucker. Um, but I have this, like, vegan chicken salad. It's like a curried chicken salad that they sell at the Whole Foods. And... Um, then I got motherfucking pistachio in there. And tortilla strips. Yes, top it off with... I did a double dressing today because I was fucking almost out of this one dressing. Uh, so I put a splash of that. This avocado lime dressing that I've been fucking with. It's good as hell. And vegan Caesar dressing from Trader Motherfucking Joe's. Okay, y'all. That's my salad. That's my fucking salad. What else can I put in there? I'm reaching salad capacity. Salacity. Salad salad city, baby. All right. And with that, we got to get to the episode of my sweet, cool, nice, awesome friend, Julian. What a thoughtful, wise individual. Um, The depths of his knowledge... um, I would say wisdom. Not that he doesn't have knowledge, but he strikes me as a deeply wise person. And I hadn't caught up with him in a really long time. And he had just uh, finished this EP he'd been working on for a long time that is not out yet, I don't believe. But it's coming out shortly. And a very beautiful process uh, to hear about him making it. And uh, also just to hear about the way that he is in the world. Songwriter, producer, violin player, all around. Nice guy. Grow his own food sometimes? What? That's right. Y'all, it's motherfucking Julian dropping wisdom on the podcast. Go fucking follow his ass. Julian Sound? Julian makes sounds. I gotta look up his handle right now. Oh no, I don't. I, I, I undownloaded Instagram. I do it every day. I undownload it, then redownload it because I am a little baby man who can't have the stuff around him all the time. La 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 la. All right, well, let me plug some of my shit. There's this podcast. Check it out. <laughs> Check this thing out you're already listening to. Um, yeah, go listen to my new single. Um, it's fucking coming out. Um, Nova Darling's playing a show October 2nd. What? Yes, that's right. We're fucking returning since the first show since the Ice Age. That's right. Okay, I have to think so hard about this. Instagram would like to send you notifications. Don't allow. Ask app not to track me. Nice fucking try, Instagram. Okay, and we gotta find Julian. Julian dot sound. That's right. Julian Julian. There he dang is. Alright, my friends. Get the fuck out of here. Me? You stick around. Listen to this thing. I love you each individually. So deeply. Especially you. Kevin. Bye. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy 
Yes. Hi. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm here. I'm here in your room. I made it. That's right. And uh, damn, yeah, it's it's so good to see you. I have seen you a couple times recently, which has been really nice. Um, but before that, not very much. Yeah, and it kind of di- directly correlates with live shows, you know. I think yeah. it's it's been not only good to see you, but good to see you in like a room full of other humans um, experiencing live music. So fucked up how happy that it makes me. <laughs> and I just like forgot that like a huge part of my like social life and identity is like seeing my, my friends at my friend's shows and people I care about. Yeah, it's tied in. It's tied in. And I think also it's uh it's helped me realize how like reliant at least I am on shows in terms of like reconnecting with people also cuz yeah. LA is such a spread out place and everybody's doing their own artistic trip or whatever. So, yes. Sometimes you need a space like that to be like, "Oh, let's go see our friend play music." And then you know, and I guess theoretically we knew that, but it's really cool to yeah be in the room and remember like, oh yeah, live music is actually pretty good. What was the, do you remember the first show that you saw back? Mm, that's, that's Live music question. is pretty good. I do agree with you. I just <laughs> want to get that on the record. I'm <laughs> loving this music stuff that's happening. Yeah. I, I don't think it's overrated. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean... First show back, I, I've gone to the comedy store once. Yeah, um, which was see? which was great. I was well. I just bought tickets the second they started selling them again. Yeah, and You're just um, like take me to a comedy show. Yeah, nice. I was I was hoping to see Mark Maron, but he did. He made it every other day that week. Oh no! And then I think uh, Anthony Jeselnik showed up, and um, he he's How's solid, he? but yeah. I don't like him as much. Uh, he can get a little bit annoying, even though that's his sti- <laughs> that is his style. Yeah, totally. I don't like dislike him, but you know, I, yeah, I think he's really funny. But I would I would opt for a Mark Maron myself. Yeah, no, it's um, I don't know if you've heard of this comedian uh, Daniel Sloss. He's like no. a Scottish guy. No, I've never he, heard of him. He's like this kind of. He's like, in my view, he reminds me of like Anthony Jeselnik, but like if he was like smarter and english <laughs> and like just more like worldly like ah uh, yeah because it's like he's a similar daniel sloss he's like a similar brand of like asshole comic but he's right. so self-aware that he already knows how you're gonna like react to right. him putting you off with the joke and then he's already re- he's like there to catch the audience ah. in the midst of their own yeah. reaction which he's like already thought out yeah and i, I love sick. that it's like to me, that's that's the level above. Mm, I gotta check out Daniel Sloss. Yeah, man, that rules. He, he's great. But let's see. I don't know. I don't really know the first show back. There's before um, things really started opening. I actually randomly saw Madison Cunningham perform yeah. at this uh, <laughs> literally a a health food store uh, parking lot. God, that everything, in, every sentence, <laughs> every part of that sentence got cooler. Yeah. That rules. Yeah, at this place called the Urban Radish. Oh, yeah, I know yeah. the Urban Radish. Yes, yes, the Urban Radish, which I believe is actually moving locations to Hollywood. Oh, really? But it, it, at that point, it was in the Arts District. Yeah, and, I used um, to see our, our former teacher, Capital. Yeah, there. and through Friends of Capital, that's how... Um, that's how I kind of ended up hearing about that show yeah. last minute and just kind of like rolled up and yeah. hung out in this parking lot. And that was that's, really... You ever played there? No. Well, actually, that's funny. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say no, but... So I was wondering, like, I, did, I, thought I rolled up and, there. Yeah. I rolled up there once. Um, mm. It's it's a fun jam. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Crane, the Kyle drummer, Crane. He, he he runs that whole kind of scene. He's so fucking good at the drums. Yeah. I, making music. I, I love watching that guy play. He's, yeah. he's great. Yeah, I've got to see him play a few times, and it is a, a real damn treat. 
I was trying to get him on this podcast, and then I didn't email him back, and I fucked up, and I regret it every time I see his name on social media. I'm like, ah, I forgot. Ah, uh, he's around. He's around. He's always showing up and stuff. It's it's cool. I um, I don't really remember truly what the first show that I went back. Oh, it may have been the Hollywood Bowl. I've been to the Hollywood Bowl. I yeah. saw. What'd you say? Uh, Earl Sweatshirt and Kamasi Washington. Oh, my roommate was at that show, and they just kind of like. I don't know if the venue was right for Earl because I just like want him to be like up in everyone's face. This and, is exactly what my roommate said. But it was still really cool. Like nothing on him. It was more about the venue. Yeah. But then Kamasi just rolled up and just like opened a portal to a different oh, dimension. He was yeah. just like shaking the universe up a little bit. So That's that right. was that was cool. That was cool. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did I hear correctly that? <laughs> Metallica came on stage. Some members of the band Metallica. <laughs> that, is, that is correct. Damn, Mem- that's so members cool. Members of Metallica did roll up at the end of the show. <laughs> that fucking rules. Yeah, it was just it was a it was a massive hang. Really, there's so many people up on the stage, and like uh, Thundercat was killing it. Except it was funny because it was like clear that the guy who was running the video for the Hollywood Bowl like cameras like did not understand who Thundercat was <laughs> and he kept like showing like his hands and stuff and I was like dude that's like Thundercat they need to give yeah. him like a real shot that's right but they didn't but then eventually Kamasi Washington did like big shout out like do you guys know who's playing bass right now like this guy is like changing music you know and Damn, that's uh, cool. And then the, suddenly the camera guy was like oh fuck okay <laughs> I'll zoom out <laughs> this guy's not changing Cameraing right now, <laughs> Julian. Yeah, dude. How's, I. How's your heart and your mind, dude? My heart and my mind. I don't care about Kamasi Washington. Yes, I do, but I. <laughs> I want to hear about my friend. Yeah, dude. I mean, we've had a hell of a year. We've we've had a hell of a year. Everybody's living in their own bubble, right? You yeah. Know, it's. Yeah. It's been a trip. It's been a trip. Our. Our way of life was interrupted in in many senses yeah um yeah but prior to big shutdown i know you were doing a lot of touring and and a lot of things that went away yeah no it was kind of i mean i was really fortunate to like be in a situation where out coming out of college i didn't like really have to get like a a normal job yeah i was able to just like tour and yeah you know be in the studio and try to work on my own music and yeah i mean i it was a trip to uh <laughs> realize that i was actually giving a lot of my time i've given you a broken a broken thing i'll, I'll stay so close sorry. i'll stay close <laughs> no, you're good. but yeah i was given a a lot of my time to so many different projects and stuff that yeah. I was into and believed in and that was exciting but it's interesting to like have everything shut down and then just be kind of like left in my room with my instruments and I'm giving you my that. mic stand my shit oh. my shit broke <laughs> I'm so sorry we're good entropy is uh <laughs> <laughs> that's it's right. doing its trick it's going that way eventually <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, I was just able to, like, slow down this past year, you know, and in some ways that was sad because I was, like, grieving the loss of my previous way of life. Right. But at the same time, I was forced to slow down, and I think we were all kind of forced to slow down, and um, I don't know what I would be like right now if I hadn't taken the time to slow down this last year. Mm, What the slowdown looked like for you? Well, just like actually uh, trying to get some perspective on my own life. You know, I started going right. to therapy. <laughs> huge. Yeah, it, it was huge. Yeah. It's like cool to. Easy to not like reflect on your own life if, when, if, when you're busy and like things are happening and you're just like gig to gig to gig and then some space opens up and you're like, wait, <laughs> what the hell's going on? Yeah, who am I without all this stuff and all this noise going on? You yeah. Know? And wisdom not often i don't think we get uh we don't get a chance to sit with ourselves outside all that noise and like figure out what actually feels good or like fulfilling and Mm. yeah it's so 
it's been a blessing and a curse this last year. <laughs> yeah. Yes. While it was so nice to like have that space you were talking about, it's also just been absolutely fucking great uh, having all the parts of my life that went away slowly come back. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, just like hanging out with people. Underrated. Underrated. I, you know, yeah. it's one Zoom cool application. Um does not replace <laughs> hanging out with people. Yeah. For real. I wonder how much Zoom has changed our brains. I know people are on it a different amount. I'm still on it a lot for work, but um yeah, no, there's there's definitely got to be an impact somewhere. Yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely staring at a, the, the little you. I know you can turn it off, which is... Yeah, actually, it's actually tripping me out that when I'm looking at you right now, there's, there's not, not a, a little, little tiny square Julian. of me <laughs> that I can move around the corners, you know? Yeah, it's, like I wonder, I don't know how it would change our <laughs> brains, but it has to. Well, and then it's like, yeah, the only way that I've actually seen the lower half of anybody's face in the last year has <laughs> yeah. been through a screen, you know? Yeah. So... And it's 2D and they're right there with like email and the internet and... Whatever yeah. else you got on your computer. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually I think I heard something on NPR last week that was saying that like essentially it's been proven that those uh the filters on Instagram that like change your face, that like if you use that for long enough, like it actually is gonna change the way that you perceive your own face. Whoa. And that you will over time start to like view your own like unfiltered face as being less desirable word which yeah. is interesting literal i literal change change your mind your mind yeah has change your mind like how do you view yourself well you can change it in this app and i guess in some ways that could yeah. be viewed as empowering but to me i was always like there's something about it that's a little strange to me i don't want to be the zoom guy <laughs> i don't want to be the freaking little zoom guy yeah, no, and it's well. Then you can't go anywhere if you're the if you look like that one Instagram filter because you use it every single time you're on Instagram. It's like you couldn't go anywhere. You wouldn't even be recognized in public, maybe if you're a famous Instagram person who only uses one filter. You know? Yeah, that's so weird. Like digital <laughs> changing how we think about faces. That's man. Well, that's fucking wild. Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> We'll see. We'll fucking see. What? Do you do things every day? Are there things that you do every day? Well, I try to play music every day. I try to pick up the guitar every day. Um, Hell yeah. I pretty much smoke weed every day. Hell yeah. Um, I drink coffee. I love coffee. Coffee, big every day. Big every day. And the other big one, water. Water. Let's not, let's not undersell that. Water. <laughs> Huge fan. What's your water intake looking like throughout the day this is something i'm genuinely yeah about. yeah um you well, wake up yeah i'm actually so I'm, I'm a huge proponent of the nalgene are you familiar with the this guy the, loves the nalgene yeah that's this brand of water bottle they come in a bunch of cool colors and they're like it's a liter of water and i love just like actually measuring how much i'm drinking in liters you know it's yeah. like because you got to drink minimally like two of those in a day you know to yeah. even just be okay at least for me yeah I'm, i am for more like four really like yeah so but that way i can actually keep track you know i have like a dedicated yeah water vessel i just like throughout mm. the day just just go for it you know that's sick and uh i recently came back from being on this backpacking trip for i was uh i was out in the woods for like two weeks yeah. And uh, there's nothing like <laughs> just backpacking to really like appreciate water. Like, ah! like that's like literally all I thought about for like two weeks straight was just mostly just like water and like not sweating too much. Like yeah. I, I had to learn. It was like. I'm not thinking about the Zoom guy or the Instagram <laughs> face. Yeah. I was, I'm trying I was, to get water. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to like stay alive. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and That's sick. Yeah, it was so nice. It was so refreshing to just like, yeah, not worry about any of the city bullshit. And, uh, and yeah. even though 
you know, some of the times it's 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 daunting to be in a situation where you, you know, have to carry all the water that you're going to have to drink for the next 10 Whoa. miles or something like that. Yeah. I don't think I've um, ever experienced that. It's a really it really changes your perspective on uh <laughs> well, especially when you come home and it's just like on the tap. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm I have really, to bring all the water I'm going to need with me. That's insane. Yeah. So this month I've been really appreciative of like toilets and sinks yeah. and air conditioners. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. And actually the, the air conditioner in my studio uh, broke in this past week. So it's it's been pretty hot. Tough pretty week. Hot in there. Tough week to lose AC. It's a, it's a hot week. Yeah, there are worse problems to have, but in LA, yeah, the AC can be a <laughs> a matter of uh, getting work done or not. It's true. I it's hot at like my so I like teach music lessons and I did I was doing a lot on Zoom and it was great because I have all my water here, I have <laughs> air conditioning here, like I really got comfortable here. Even though I do think it was like especially for music hard to. You can't really play music at the same time as your student. So, like, that sucks. Yeah, delay. Delay, <laughs> just a big bummer. But, so, it's I'm, like, going back to the school a lot. But some of them are still online. So, sometimes I'm, like, teaching online at the school. Sometimes it's hot at the school, Julian. It's hotter than here in my room. And it's, like, I'm, I'm like, oh, man, I'm, I don't know. I'm not in my comfortable chair. I'm, yeah, you got you got used water to, I like. to teaching from your th- your throne. That's right, and it is better, and it is like better for my mind as well to like go to this place and like be in person with the people. And but it is like I don't know. I feel like I've become very attached to isolation. Yeah, and, and it's like tough trying to break that open. Or we're just like normalized to it. Also, it's like yeah. you know we can humans can get used to anything. So it's just like I I feel like yeah I'm just used to hanging out at my house and like not talking to people and yeah and that's now that seems normal. But breaking out of it, yeah, I feel it's really easy to get quickly fatigued in social situations or like I'm just remembering how to like speak. I feel like we're all like. Oh. remembering just how to speak to each other you know yeah but in another way it's like we need we need a social interaction like that's that's the baseline like it's easy to get normalized to like oh i like being by myself and yeah. i feel that i like I, I i don't know if i'm an introvert or an extrovert because i that's yeah i go between the two which i guess they say means i'm an extrovert but like i don't know <laughs> i don't know but yeah. there, there's just i think you just have to find a balance especially if you're like mm. in your room making music it's like i love being by myself in my room making music or something like that and then at a certain point that could drive me crazy and i need to leave and talk to other people yeah you're in a relationship right now true yeah. or false true true yeah and i think you uh you actually met tess she's, um, she's great yeah she's great and she's also a great mastering engineer and she, she has just... mastered my album that is coming out in a few months she fucking rolls Woo! <laughs> album drop album drop hello album drop but it was so cool the first time I saw you in a long time, you both came to a show that I was playing. It was the first time I had played in a really long time, and I had never met Tess. Uh, I had just heard her great masterings. Masterings. Masters. Yeah, well, that's part of why, uh, part of the reason I like ended up at the show is because I she she showed me your album, yeah. and um, we we listened to it in the car the day you played there at Silver Lake Lounge, and I was just like, Damn, this is good. <laughs> Thanks, man. She made it sound a lot better. Well, it's it's crazy what analog gear can do, you know, and a good and a good ear. Yeah. But also, there's just having other people involved in your own, getting people involved in your own process. Yeah. I think is is a good idea. It's like yeah, even people who claim to do everything 
themselves, you know? It's yes. like, you got to get some other perspectives in there at the end if it's really going to, like... Did Elliot Smith <laughs> master his records? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, nobody yeah. talks about that, especially if when, like... If you're like com- trying to compare yourself as an artist or songwriter yeah. to like, you know, any great album that you know and love, it's like you don't know the struggle that went into that. Right. Yeah. You don't necessarily know the all the different people whose hands it passed through for it to eventually get to the point where they released it. You know, mm. nobody nobody sees that journey other than yeah. really the artist and the producers and the people behind the scenes. Right. It all seems so inevitable. Yeah, and you in, know, and then you hindsight. present it on social media as like here's this thing I did. And in a way it's true and in a way it's like, you know, there's everyone's got a team. Everyone who's successful has a team, you know. Yeah. Julian, I got to listen to your beautiful album today, your EP. Thank you. I feel very lucky that you sent it to me and I just I got to listen to it today. It's so fucking good. Thank you, dude. We're, we're both in like a similar spot of just having like finished a body of work. Yeah. And I definitely relate a lot to what you were just saying about you gotta just have other people at some point. And I was definitely... You gotta let go. You gotta let go. And then it's like at a certain point, it's just you and the record, you and the record. And yeah, at a certain point, it's, it's freeing to... Uh, to release it you know yeah and i don't even mean release it as like put it on spotify like that's not the kind of release it that i mean i mean just like outside of yourself like emotionally let go of of the attachment to these songs or the idea Mm. that they have to reach a certain point you just have to do it until you know you you have to come to peace or to terms with the recording because no recording is necessarily perfect it's just Mm. what it is you know so Mm. That's what I'm trying to tell myself anyway, yeah. you know. Dude, you're fucking EP, so fucking good. I was listening to it, and it was just like, so I haven't heard your songs in a while. Um, and so it was like so cool to, just to hear, like, it was so sweet, but also so cool. And I was like, how many <laughs> things do I know of that are like very sweet and very cool at the same time? Yeah, well, there's, I, I like that take. Thank you, because there's, yeah, there's an, there's an intimacy there's definitely like an intimacy, but I yeah. think really um, the reason why I like that comment is because uh, in my mind, at least when I was starting to see this group of songs coming together, yeah. what I was picturing is like this, this can't just be another just totally bummer record. Mm. <laughs> like there's there's some there's some bummer topics yeah. in in the in the lyrics and and whatnot, but it yeah. I didn't want it to just be that. I wanted it to be like the kind of experience where you can put it on. It's like 20 something minutes long. Yeah. And you just you put it on your car or your living room. And you can just kind of dance and cry however you want, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's it's, yeah. it's the dancing and crying in the living room or car. Yeah. That's the that's the goal I think for this one. Yeah, I a hundred percent got that vibe from it, and like every part of it is just so good. Like the melodies are so good, the songs are so good. They all felt like really personal, and like yeah, like heavy, like what you were saying, but also like there was this just like. I don't know. The whole thing had such a lovely vibe the whole time. And I just felt like I felt I was like, yes, yes, I'm loving exactly what this is. Awesome. Yeah. I'm just hoping it's the kind of thing because I mean, I, I love listening to music, but I it's it can be hard to like (laughs) put music on sometimes or be like, what's that song I like? Or yeah. And so I just like the idea of just hopefully trying to create something where you just you could just put it on and it's just a little 20 minute thing. That's like as that's around the time that it takes to get from like one place to another place in Los Angeles as long as you stay on the east side. So. Yeah, you know, you drive into like Gelson's or you know yeah. Lassen's or you know 
Whole Foods. That's right. One of the one of the only places that you can go nowadays. Like Where are you getting your groceries, store. Julian? Well, actually, let, actually, I've, I've oh shit, that's <laughs> I have some right. Knowledge to drop about this, dude. Um, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I got really tired of going to like Trader Joe's and like yeah. all these other places that got like swarmed with lines during the pandemic. Yeah, and so I I found this place called Lax Sea. L-A-X-C, and it's this... You were telling me about this. It's a bulk Thai market that's, like, kind of over by Chinatown, um, like, Angeles State Historic Park. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's like Thai Costco, essentially, but you don't need a membership, and it's where all the Thai restaurants buy all their stuff in bulk. Fuck. And so you can just buy, like, all these, like, all the vegetables you want, all the kitchen items. Yeah. You can like, I don't know, you can buy anything you want, but like, you know, pig's blood. <laughs> a, a gallon of all pig's blood. All the pig's blood. blood you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, they, they literally like drop off these like crates full of uh, like steaming hot fresh noodles in these packets every single morning at the yeah. front of the thing. And you can just take these hot packets of noodles like off of the pallet. Whoa! And like I don't know, it's it's really like great, fresh, cheap. <laughs> That's fucking incredible. Food. So yeah, I, I did that a lot, and um, through a lot of the last year, I was actually working at a farmers market stand. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I was just living. on the album. You mentioned that I do. That's I do sick. drop. I do drop the farmers market line somewhere in there. Um, Hell yeah! But yeah, Hollywood Farmers Market. That's, That's sick. That's where I was working. Um, because of the pandemic, they had to close that stall, unfortunately. Yeah. But for the past year and a half, I was like pretty much just living off of like farmer's market veggies. Yeah. And I developed yes. this like elaborate system of, uh, well, an elaborate barter system where every mm. week I knew what these different people at various stalls liked and I would bring them little bags of uh, vegetables. And what did you have? What were you bartering for? What were you bartering with? So I was bartering with like, you know, lettuce, tomatoes, potatoes, any kind of veggie you could imagine. Okay, really. you got it all. And just gorgeous, gorgeous produce. But um, And what are you looking for? And I'm looking for everything, really. I got... Bread, Bubs and Grandma's bread. Ooh, and what's that mean? Bubs and Grandma's is that a yeah company? It's, is that it's a style an East, of bread? It's, a, it's an it's here uh, right around Echo Park. They don't actually have a physical location, but they sell to like a bunch of uh, just like trendy restaurants around LA. And then they have a stall at the Hollywood Farmers Market. I'm getting the wisdom right now. But this rules. The the real wisdom is that also Jack DeMeo is actually a bread delivery that person. That is the bread that yeah. he drives around. Yeah, Bubs and yes. Grandmas. Jack DeMeo delivers oh my that gosh. stuff. Whoa. All around Los Angeles. I knew he drove bread around, but I didn't know it was Pubs and Grandma's. It's it's the good stuff. It's the good stuff. Yes. And so he would bring that stuff home because we were living together for most of last year. So um, yeah. he would bring that stuff home. And then I would also bring a loaf home on Sundays. Um, oh, my gosh. I would barter cheese and eggs and like tortillas yeah. and like fruit. What like a deeply human experience. <laughs> it was awesome. That we've been doing for thousands and thousands of years at a time when a lot of those experiences were taken away. Yeah. That's really fucking cool. Well, and, yeah. And it's just like the, you know, trading things for like their inherent value instead of uh, like, yeah. you, know, you know, I don't know. Yeah. With, it's so cool to do stuff where you can trade things that are of value with another person and it doesn't yeah. have to be about money. I, yeah. I love that. That is very heartwarming to hear about. Will yeah. you tell me about making your EP? Yeah, absolutely. How this, how this come to be? Yeah, it was an interesting kind of turn of events. I kind of surprised myself in some ways. I think in my mind, I was kind of gearing up to make this record that I'm like, I have this idea, yeah. I have these songs, I gotta, you yeah. know, and I was like, kind of, I was in that zone and I like had, you know, I thought I knew what I was going to do um, mm. around maybe 
halfway through 2019. I thought I had a plan. <laughs> mm. And then a lot of things in my life just like took various crazy turns. Um, and, yeah. and so I ended up kind of dealing with all these various kind of like losses and traumas around like 2019 area and 2020. Yeah. I, uh, I lost my cousin to suicide and you know, that mm. was, that was super intense. He was like just older than me. Yeah. We had like grown up together. Damn. And we all close. We were. And, yeah. uh, I'm but sorry, I hadn't man. seen him in like a year and it yeah. just felt like it was, it was a rough one. And that was kind of like, dude, that sounds really hard. I'm really sorry. That was the beginning of like kind of this, it kind of took me into this different, um, headspace yeah. I guess yeah um and yeah it kind of shook me up you know it's just like I had never experienced suicide uh from someone like so close like in my family right yeah and I also yeah I was like grieving mm. other losses um in addition to just like watching this long-term relationship that I had been in for like over three years um just kind of crumble yeah right at the kind of right right before the pandemic hit it was all kind of just damn everything that i thought i had planned kind Whoa. of was like just you know yeah the life that i kind of was envisioning for myself was right. kind of uh disintegrating in a way um yeah damn and the i guess the hardest part of that was just like dealing with yeah just like the loss of like of just thinking about the future and thinking that you know what the future is going to be. And I had to kind of mm. just come to terms with like, oh, I'm in a I'm in a different reality now. And mm. in some ways that was like so dark. You're like, it's my life isn't gonna be the way I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. And then in another way, I was like, well, that means my life could be like whatever I want it to be in another kind of a way. Whoa. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. you, like these doors have closed, but like, you know, the window the windows have opened. Um and also like, you know, Whoa. Kobe died around that time. Yeah. And I just I don't know. I kind of literally feel like like Kobe he went down in that helicopter and there was like yeah. at least for me, like there was like some type of shift that happened where like yeah. we got sucked into a different dimension. <laughs> a lot of people that I talked to that I don't think I realized or like appreciated how deep the love of him went and goes. And yeah, like, I mean I haven't since I went to college I like totally stopped following basketball, but like I was still totally impacted by that just because of like the cultural significance that yeah. Kobe had and just like living in LA and yeah just experiencing that. That was that was crazy. And yeah. I felt if that was like a kind of and I guess that collective mourning that we kind of all saw go down, I was like that resonated with me. Like I right. I appreciated that in that moment because that's kind of Damn. where I was at, you know. Yeah, and all these things back to back in your life, and then boom, the big one. And then boom, yeah, the big one. I <laughs> I played uh, Sorry, a random a random gig at a uh, a St. Patrick's Day gig, March seventeenth, twenty twenty. And then the next day, that's when they like put in all of the uh, the orders to shut everything down because yeah. of the pandemic. And so that was kind of like that was one of the last pieces of like my life as I knew it, kind of like floating away, or at least so it seemed at the time. And so I uh, I fortunately ended up getting like a little bit of unemployment, and it kind of like Same. created this little space where I was like oh wait like I don't have to do anything necessarily mm. and that was so freeing mm. <laughs> yeah and and I was already like I was stressed out by the idea of making this album that I was going to make right. so instead I uh I went to uh I drove up to Mendocino California where where I'm from yeah and uh my parents uh, have this little house uh, it's a little like vacation home cabin on the just right by the ocean in this little town called elk it's a 
population like 100 people. Whoa! Yeah. Elk! Elk. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that place is a, is a total trip. It's so beautiful. And it's just, uh, I ended up just hanging out at that, that house uh, just like by myself with my parents' dog. Um, Tell me about this dog. Her name is Peaches. Peaches! <laughs> Damn. Yeah, Peaches is, a, is an angel on this earth. My, yeah. Uh, my parents uh, bought her from an Amish farm family in Wisconsin that uh, breeds dogs and sells tulips. They were yes. just like, <laughs> they were just on a road trip. And then they just like went to this Amish farm and just picked her up. And she's, I don't know, one of the best things that has happened to my family in the last yeah. couple of years, for sure. Big dog, medium dog, small dog. She is a golden doodle. So she, <laughs> she's like big, she's, she's big-ish. Yeah. I think she's a little small for some, compared to some of the doodles. That got a little bit more retriever in him, maybe. Yeah. But uh, no, she's perfect. And she loves to pretend she's a lap dog, but she's she's ah. a perfect perfect companion and so yeah it was just mm. i just hung out in this cabin with peaches just like going on walks every day and like not talking to people it's really easy to socially distance because there's like a hundred people spread out over a good amount of distance so yeah you know i didn't really have to like mask up or anything while i was there which was a freeing change yeah and yeah i just kind of like and we did there's no internet there's no phone signal you'd have to walk out to this field in the community center to get service um which is like you know i don't know like a yeah quarter mile away not very far to get a text yeah to to get a text or anything yeah so i i only had radio (laughs) whoa (laughs) were you using the radio dude i listened to the radio like a lot yeah that was like yeah but um what radio were you listening to I would just, you know, we have this old little radio in the kitchen and they're just broadcasting KZYX, which is uh, the local Mendocino station, which is actually an incredible local local uh, radio station because they, they have to entertain all the people who are trimming weed, like remotely in the mountains of Mendocino who yeah. like don't have like normal contact with other people and they yeah. don't have service either because right. they're just like out there like growing weed radio's like their thing radio's a thing if you're trimming weed like hours a day yeah you need really good public radio yeah so damn so they they Whoa. kill it they yeah. kill it on the public radio front um, yeah but it was you know it was also an intense time because uh you know that was that was around the time period that uh, George Floyd was killed, and the yeah. you know Black Lives Matter movement was like yeah. coming into like full effect in the 2020 sense. Yeah, and that was like a that was a whole new wave of just like processing our country's like inherent like traumas and yeah. shortcomings and yeah, you know. So it was honestly in some ways good to like not be on social media and just like right just hear like the stuff on npr where they're like you know i mean i definitely had some issues with their reporting too but you mm-hmm. know at least it gave me something to sit with and then just like internalize it and not make it about um i don't know just try to make it about like growing because right you know it's like deconstructing racism is like work that white people have to do yes you know? it's yeah. not like it's the systemic thing, but it's not just like, oh, we just need to do better for the black, like we better for the black people, I yeah. guess. It's like, no, it's like Let's white people, them. we need to unlearn the bullshit that we have <laughs> yeah. been raised in. And yeah. that takes, you know, reflection and yeah. like sitting with your own, like, you know, like what have I learned that is, you know, yeah, not a a helpful way of like looking at other humans. Yeah. And so I was just glad I was just like in this really reflective space when I was up there. I didn't have to talk to anybody. Just like, how often were you besides the radio? How often were you checking in? Were were you going to the middle of the field? (laughs) Yeah. I'd probably go to the field. Like, 
I mean, like, I don't know. At least every couple of days. Yeah. Um, what happens? You're, you bring your phone? <laughs> yeah, I bring my phone. All the alerts come in, but most of the time, that not that much has actually happened. Yeah. That is always so funny <laughs> whenever I'm in a place where I'm like, can't be on my phone. And then I'm like, and then I get back to my phone and I'm like... Let the open the floodgates. Let all the freaking texts w- w- roll in, and then there's like one. It's from my mom. She's like, "Hey, yeah," and you're like, "Oh, I already knew because we talked on the phone actually yeah. after." <laughs> and I told you to text me, "Hey." <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a good reminder that like most of the things I'm doing is just like deleting spam out of my email and like getting stressed about right. that or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff that doesn't even matter. Um, but it is actually, I did, it's you, still, I kind of proved that you don't need internet access 24 seven because yeah. uh, little known fact, I was actually, I, uh, I recorded not only my EP while I was there, but I also... So all the recordings are from there as well. Well, I record... I wrote... Well, so I wrote the entire thing while I was there, and I started the process of recording some of them. I didn't yeah. get very far, but I at least kind of... I honed it down to yeah. that group of songs. Yeah. Ironically, the ones that I spent some of the most time on did not make it on this one. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. Sometimes it's so maddening, the things... Like, I want the things I work the hardest on to be the best things. Like, I want there to be a one-to-one effort to quality. It's so rarely is that way, yeah. And it's, it's so <laughs> maddening sometimes. Yeah. But also, that sounds like mature that you were able to be like, you know what? That's actually not my best work. Um, yeah, it was interesting. But I guess also what guided me was just, like, the vibe of the songs and, like, mm. just, like, I was trying to finish these old songs that, like, or like we're just like vague ideas yeah. versus just like writing songs that reflected the way that I felt in that moment. Right. And I was like, oh, I'll just go with that. Yeah. So most of the things that actually made it on the EP were like by far the most like guttural, impulsive, random kind of takes. Wow. Um, and everything that I spent the most amount of time like trying to do... Uh, either just did not have the right energy or it's just like it's not it's not done yet and it didn't match these songs right if it's meant to be it'll be released with another group of songs right you know yeah that takes like a lot of wisdom to be able to let that stuff go even if like maybe it shows up somewhere else later like yeah well it's cool it's been a cool process of just trying to figure out what my own process is and it turns out my own process is like really fucking recursive <laughs> you know where sometimes what is the recur what does the word recursive actually mean recursive I, I yeah so it means it's like well it means that you have to keep coming back to it okay recur mm-hmm. but it also kind of implies that it it takes a while and it also might imply that you are a procrastinator but that is that is the that's the bad way of looking at it right that's the unhelpful way yeah yeah, hell yeah you know yeah instead you can say i'm a recursive writer and what and what that means is that like there is a process and i am in the process and it's happening (laughs) all the time Mm. and um yeah and then i just kind of check in on it really and so most of the time when I'm like writing songs, I just write like little pieces of songs and then they're all in my voice memos app and either by listening to them on the voice memos app or just like playing them in different things, I realize like, oh yeah, this is subconsciously already part of the same idea in my brain and I just didn't even know it. And you know, but I don't know if you've, have you done that going back through your, your voice memos? Obsessively. Right? Yeah. And you go back through... And sometimes I'm like, wow, that week, I was really, I had no, I thought this, I thought I wrote seven different songs that week. And it turns out (laughs) I wrote one song. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And two of the pieces of it weren't any good, but part of it, it's there, you know? Yeah. But it, and so I keep doing this thing where for a while I was like beating myself up, like, can I write songs? Can I finish songs? It's like, no, I just, I just don't finish songs but also part of the reason yeah. is that it takes a while i'm like 
I'm throwing all these different ideas into a hat. Yeah. And, and then to get I'm, the perspective to sort through which ones are worth pursuing that exactly. only takes time. And then you have to kind of sit on it and then you take them back out of the hat and see see what you got, you know. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, that's why it was kind of really helpful to leave LA and go to a place and I didn't even How know long were you there. I was there <laughs> I was there, actually, the best description of time that I could give you for how long I was there would yeah. be uh, two cycles of the moon. <laughs> you turned into a werewolf twice? Yeah, pretty much. It was like, you know, I wasn't like talking to people and like right. time wasn't really, um, didn't really matter very much. I could like wake up, go to bed whenever I wanted to. Yeah. And so it really was time by the moon. Yeah, it was just like every night though, I'd look up at the stars and there's so little light pollution. There's like all the stars are there. And then God, every day you just cool. like check in with the moon. You're like, oh yeah, she's a little bigger today. Damn. Or, like, you know, it's just like, and that's cool. It makes sense. It's like, of course, that's how humans used to tell time. Like, yeah, lunar calendar. It's like, it makes sense, if especially if you can actually see the moon every night, you know? Julian, um, you're blowing my mind. <laughs> I am so sad because our time is almost up. Oh, no. And I'm fucking actually pissed about it because I want to talk to you for so much more time. But the good news is we're, we're going to go see live music. Yeah! <laughs> That's right. We have to go to our friend Jesse's show. Yeah, there are worse problems to have. That's true. This guy's bringing the positivity and the insight. It is really beautiful to hear about your life, man. And I got some rapid fire questions before, yeah, before we piece. Go for it. One, just before I forget, where can people find you and the things that you make? And is this EP, does this EP have a time and a place where it will yeah, be yet? Yeah. Um, so uh, you can find me at julian.sound on Instagram. That's right. Yeah, julian.sound. And uh, yeah, I have like a couple singles released right now. Um, and yeah, just like look me up and there will be a whole EP's worth of songs kind of coming in this next year. <laughs> but yeah. like, but that's where yeah. people can check in. That's where people can check out. in and, and it will all start happening here in the next while. So. Hell yeah. Yeah. Ready for rapid fire? Let's go. So you're in a relationship, and how do you balance alone time with also being in a relationship? I'm really figuring that out. I went to, I went on a backpacking trip and was like totally isolated. Now I'm back and I'm like solo backpacking trip. Uh, well, actually, I met up with my dad uh, far away, which was great. But it was <sighs> it was completely so completely away from the girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and so then I went right back in. But yeah, really, it's like mostly I've realized I just have to have my own schedule. Like, as an artist, it's hard. In a relationship, not in a relationship, you just got to have your own schedule. Mm, like, <laughs> you're like, beautiful. I'm going in the studio now. Right. Yeah. Or I'm just reading now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, something like that. I'm doing yoga now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next, my next question is, what you been fucking with? Ooh, well, really, I, I've been actually joking that I haven't, been listening to music and i won't until uh SZA and casey musgraves drop their next albums that's kind of what i'm like thirsting for um i am embarrassingly ignorant of SZA. well check out control that album is okay is killer Word. and like and just like yeah i love all of it the mm. the melodies string arrangements all that stuff um, also album I've listened to the most in the last year is probably Andy Schaff. Uh, the, well, I love the party, but his new one, Neon Skyline. So good. I love that album so yeah, much. He was the last show that I saw live, um, before the pandemic Really, and just the most incredible live show that I've seen at the Fonda, at least at the Fonda. Yeah, it was like incredible. Yeah, and his, Damn, that's his so drummer cool. so good, whole band just killer. So that Andy, we we love Andy. <laughs> what else you been fucking with? What else I've been fucking could with? Could be anything. Could be snacks. Could be experiences. <laughs> could be TV. Ooh, could okay, be, I take I like taking my shoes off when I go. 
to dude, the store. Dude, I've been fucking with gardening. I love yeah. like gardening and plants. Like that's so right. nice to have a relationship with plants because it's like so simple. Like you water them and they're like, thank you. <laughs> You've been it's growing so, your own food? Question mark. Yeah, trying to and doing doing oh, all right. Doing yeah. all right in my backyard. We got cucumbers tomatoes potatoes uh greens lots of greens peppers eggplant yeah i hate to interrupt you but i we will end on this last question and it's let's i want to hear julian's dream salad oh dream salad dream salad we're gonna make it okay so first off all all the ingredients have to be like homegrown because um (laughs) Uh, there's there's an old country lyric that says, uh, <laughs> there's only two things that money can't buy, and that's true love and homegrown tomatoes. Whoa! Yeah, so you got to have homegrown tomatoes. And true love. And true love. Damn. Those are the first two ingredients. I'm going to think about that a lot. And then... Homegrown tomatoes. Essentially, we're gonna make we're gonna make a Mediterranean salad with a little bit, a little bit of uh, you know freshly cut up cucumber, Hello. a little bit of uh, some black olives. Okay, we got uh, we dice so- in that cucumber, we slice in that cucumber. Oh well, yeah, you know it's like down the middle and then like kind of in half, like like julienne. You know, are you familiar oh, with that? Sh- that fucking term? shit. <laughs> yeah, julienne. We're julienning the, this cuke. Yeah, it's the thinly sliced. Nice. Yeah, that rules. And uh, so yeah, we got tomato, cukes, olives, feta cheese, little handful of arugula, woo, some some pine nuts in there, um, olive oil, a little bit of vinegar. Salt and pepper to taste. Julian! Thanks for making time to do this, man. Of course. Let's let's go to the show. Let's go to the show. <laughs> I gotta put my shoes on. Love you, dude. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. Happy sad talking. So